Give me a nod when you're ready. Shooter's ready. Stand by. This is Gunner Sergeant Matt Gunlock with the 3GIQ Podcast. Today I'm joined here with Lieutenant Scott Ambridge. He is a summer shooter that joined us and he is currently on the action shooting team. Sir, can you uh, kind of introduce yourself some? Yeah, well, appreciate you talking to me about this stuff. I am Considering it's the first time you ever heard of a podcast. This is my first time of hearing a podcast. I had to very specifically ask you also on how can I even listen to a podcast. <laughs> But uh, yes, I am, uh, as you said, First Lieutenant Scott Ambridge. I am from uh, Utah, Pleasant Grove area. Um, I've been in the Marine Corps now for roughly over eight years or so. and He is a Mustang, and for those who don't know what a Mustang is, he enlisted, and then he went to the officer side. Yes, joined the dark side, as a lot of people like to tell me, as I've <laughs> gone through and talked to many enlisted Marines. He's actually one of the good ones, guys. <laughs> Jury's still out on some other of my peers that have told me otherwise. So <laughs> They just hate him because he's out here having fun with us, and they're back there doing all the work. Valid point. Um, but I am a currently as a serving as an um, air support control officer, 7208. So um, basically, you're the officer side of what Go King and Hudson do, right? Absolutely. You control airspace and all that kind of stuff. Yes. And when I have a problem, I usually go to one of them and ask them for help. And they they put you in you, they put you in the right direction. Fairly good at it, yes. <laughs> I solely just speak to the actual aircraft as they are flying in the air, controlling them in that regard. They get to do all the other fun stuff that allows me to do that. Okay. So. I'm usually the guy on the ground that. talking to the aircraft, too. Yes, I'm usually the one passing the aircraft to you. True. <laughs> I like how this relationship works here. <laughs> works out pretty well. It's very fluid. Yes, that's the way it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so sometimes it's not that way, though. No. Sometimes you got you get guys that freeze up and like don't know what to do and don't know how to talk to an aircraft. And it's just like, dude, talk like a normal human being. Tell them what you need. Tell them where to go. Tell them when to drop the bombs. Right? I mean, you'd think talking is a very simple thing, but throw a radio in front of someone's face, they generally start going, uh, uh, uh. So what you're saying is this is kind of natural for you? I would hope so at this point, considering it's virtually my job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, so, go ahead. Oh, so uh, you, you're obviously a summer shooter. You shot in a Marine Corps marksmanship competition. I did. You came out to Marine Corps championships. Yes. And you're now here as a summer shooter. Uh... And essentially, I'll go ahead and say this. We want you here on the team on a permanent basis. So hopefully it all works out to where we can have you come out permanently. Um, Why don't you explain how your time, like this whole process has been, including the fact that your wife messaged the Marine Corps shooting team (laughs) telling us to watch out for you. Oh, man. So, yes. uh, My original 
point of interest of actually knowing about the Marine Corps shooting team spans all the way back from when I originally joined and I was stationed over at Mass 3. I found out that there was a shooting, uh, shooting team and I was always told if I was good enough, I would just be found by the shooting team. So I would just need to participate in all of the, the ranges that I could find myself on and just perform well. Yeah, that's not true. No, not at all, as I came to realize. And then as I was conducting an exercise in Yuma, Arizona, um, part of Winter Fury, I was at the gym PT when I found there was a flyer for the McNicks. And that's kind of where or the Marine Corps Marksmanship uh, competitions. And that's kind of where it spurred off. Made a couple mentions to fellow Marines at my unit, and my unit was very supportive. Uh, Mass 3... Uh, Marine Air Support Squadron 3, uh, we had great leadership over there, and they allowed several Marines to participate in that. And uh, unfortunately, I was still, once again, at another exercise um, in 29 Palms when the first one came up, and then 29 Palms occurred, and I was afforded the opportunity to participate in that one. When I told my wife about, hey, there's a possibility that the Marine Corps shooting team is going to be out in 29 Palms. They're teaching us all these things, and wouldn't it be awesome if I could join up? And she's like, well, why don't you like try to like reach out to them? And I was like, well, how do I do that? Exactly. You don't have <laughs> Facebook, even. I, I'm not a huge fan of social media. Don't so, really participate in it. So if you come over to the team, are you going to get a Facebook and an Instagram account and become like a superstar? Well, I mean, Captain Scott's telling me I have to, and kind of have to listen to him i suppose until he's gone he'll be, he'll be <laughs> gone by, he should be gone by then <laughs> very well you won't have to listen to him anymore i also told my wife hey how would you feel about managing the account because i don't know any of that crap and she's kind of okay with it so i might have one that's not managed by myself hmm. she likes that sort of thing okay <laughs> she's obviously very supportive of you extremely how does she feel about how long you've been gone from home? At, originally, she was like, don't worry about it. I'm going to be going to see family out in Utah during the entire summer. So it'll be a good time. It'll be fun. As time grew out, she started checking the calendar and the clock a little bit more. And be like, are you coming home soon? Because <laughs> <laughs> we have three little kids watching it for all on her own. Is is whereas on any average adult and she's I think quite above average the fact that she was able to handle as much as she has is pretty impressive so she is looking forward to me coming home at this point <laughs> so have you talked to her about coming to the team permanently yes and she's once again quite supportive she's and, all about it until you're actually here because <laughs> <laughs> that's the moral of the story right <laughs> Very supportive. Ends up going. Things change a little bit. Still supportive. <laughs> oh, I think she'll be just fine. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's what you love to do. I mean, so describe what the summer's been like so far. Training, you know, competition, um, prepping for competition, like the whole layout of our program, kind of. Like, what's your opinion, thoughts? I had a fantastic summer, first of all. It's been a great time. Um, learned more than I thought I would have in a very short period of time. What you hear is Captain Scott getting dressed in the background. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very comfortable team, as 
you just heard. <laughs> the shirt just came off. Oh boy. And the fly's undone. <laughs> but, uh, I, man, I, I, it's hard to pinpoint exactly everything that I've learned over this summer because it's just been a huge amount of information and uh, practice that has gone into what I've been learning along the way. So the amount of uh, shooting that I did prior to coming to the shooting team was basically anything that I learned on my own. Um, I did try to take a couple classes on learning how to be a little bit better at uh, pistol shooting, but it was much more on like the defensive and fundamental type side. Yeah, more fundamental style. Um, also, like it was more about how to be a, uh, a professional in like a self-defense situation uh, rather than in a more competitive, which they do cross over, but not completely. Right. Um, but that was like the extent of it. I, like I said, it was mostly self-taught kind of stuff. And I just had, was very enthusiastic about shooting. And I always thought to myself, the more, more bullets I get to shoot, the better I become. So I became, try to learn a little bit more about reloading so I can do that and afford myself the opportunity to do that. But then when I came here, it was um, a bit more structured. A lot more structure. There was quite a bit more uh, planning that was involved. Uh, there was just a lot of nuances that I had never thought of and considered. Blending positions, moving to positions, um, making sure that you're ready to engage targets as much soon sooner. as you get into the position. Exactly. Um, also, learning when to break out of position to get the most expedient amount of time to the next position, and also to also to maintain that mounted position on pistol or the rifle or the shotgun and making sure you're just all funneling all these different techniques into one it's a lot to take in for a crayon eater (laughs) right (laughs) and uh, i never never bragged about being one that was shying away from eating their crayons i particularly like the blue ones i personally like purple (laughs) but yeah there was just a lot of information and when I was afforded the opportunity to come over to three gun team, that just amplified it because now I got three different weapon systems. I've got very little experience with outside of the rifle. I mean, for the most part, the Marine Corps has definitely taught me how to throw that thing around pretty well, but not to the extent of what I've learned here. So the, we've shot quite a few matches already this season. Um, which match do you think challenged you and, caused the most amount of improvement based off of what you experienced? I would probably say either my first and second match is probably it's a tie between those two. First one just because of my first ever three gun match. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of training that we had done up to that point and I felt very prepared but there was also the mental at, uh, aspect of the match that I never really had a chance to go through before. Which match was that? Uh, that was that was the one where I served everybody Dairy Queen. <laughs> Mid Atlantic. Mid Atlantic Three Gun Championship. That's the one. That is the one. <laughs> <laughs> the one that will always haunt me, but I always learn the most from. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you learn from your screw ups. That's correct. Um, I uh, I think since we also were given the opportunity to be the um, the range officers for several of the stages. I got really comfortable with the one that I had RO'd the, the day prior. Um, 
just a few spinners, a few um, falling down steel, nothing too crazy, especially after seeing people do it over and over again. I thought I had it really down in my head, but as soon as that buzzer went off... I told you I had a method behind the madness. Yes, you did. First match, I want everybody to work it, and I wanted you to pick which stage that you needed to work because it's the one that you felt most uncomfortable with. And I've always been uncomfortable with moving targets because I never practiced them mm -hmm. or never had the opportunity prior to coming here. And uh, so anything that caused movement made my brain kind of go through a fuzz or a shutdown at the very least. And I struggled through little Texas Star since part, part of it was, you know, covered up so you couldn't engage it in the normal fashion of the upper portion down to the lower portion. So it starts picking up speed real good. And then, uh, then I had to run over and, and do a long distance run, get the heart rate up, knock down a bunch of steel with the shotgun. That caused a little bit of, um, a little bit over excitement on the trigger. So I was ending up making more misses than I really needed to, but it was a great time. Mm -hmm. <laughs> There's a reason why it's not recorded, but it's, uh, <laughs> or on the interwebs. That's correct. <laughs> Another reason to not have social media. No one can document Criticize it. you. <laughs> That's a good way of putting it, yes. Mm -hmm. That's an honest way of putting it. Also true. <laughs> so what was your most memorable match that you've been to? Man. Um, I would probably say... I think the, uh, the Nordic Vortex one. So I thought that one was really... Uh, really very entertaining um that was like our very biggest our biggest one to that point mm -hmm. and just seeing how dynamic stages can really be how large they can really be um i was expecting wisconsin because your dad flew out for that but now i'm kind of seeing the picture here because we went to go visit captain scott's parents and it seems <laughs> like they have adopted you and kind of shunned him since Well, then. they did say there was an opening in the family, and I fit right in because they were creating a new opening. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Something, I mean, I don't know if you caught on when we were talking in German, but that's kind of what the conversation was. They held a whole entire conversation in German, and Captain Scott had no idea what was being said, <laughs> whereas Lieutenant Ambridge understood everything. There were lots of laughs. Mm -hmm. It was great. They were great people. <laughs> Always wanted a last name and a first name of Scott. <laughs> <laughs> which stage was your... Uh, do you remember any of the stages there? Or which one that... Uh, any that stuck out to you? And all the matches or that particular that one? That particular one. That particular one was probably... the. Seems like the one that sticks out to me the most is the one that we shot that we had the choice either shooting the rifle, shotgun, or pistol, mm -hmm. and then running up to that staged, uh, it was like a wagon or some sort of prop. Of oh, yeah, kind. yeah, they had the, the cart there. Yes. To where you had to like run between bays and like pick up COVID items and everything like the hand yeah, sanitizer yeah. and the yes. toilet paper and then throw it in the back of the vehicle and shoot pistol from a vehicle yeah that one was to me also hilarious so i mean great stage lots of good uh takeaways that i got from that stage as well um it's just very different very unique it's a great time 
So you're coming up on, well, you're shooting a match tomorrow, local USPSA, kind of keeping your pistol skills refined and everything. But next we were going to the Great Lakes Three Gun Championship. What have you been doing to prepare for that one? So I would try, I was also trying um, doing local matches in between, particularly mm -hmm. they call us two gun match that we uh, just did a little while ago in order to maintain some good uh, transition work between my rifle and from long distance to close. Um, because as you were teaching me earlier, first rounds on steel at long distance can really assist in doing well on those kinds of stages. And then while I've been here, I've been doing a lot of attack control drills with my pistol and um, working some flyer with shotguns with uh, full chokes. Another trick that I learned from uh, Captain Scott is choke up as much as he can for practice and then let it loose at the match. Exactly. And that's that's been helping quite a bit because when I was running a speed of which I would normally do with a, a significantly lighter choke, I was making a lot more misses when I was switched over to the full choke. So hopefully by the time that next match pops up, I'll have very good um, range, long range data for my optic that I switched out with, which I switched over to the uh, that Vortex, um, was it light, not the Viper, what is that one? Razor. The Razor. Razor. Thank you, the Razor, uh, Razor Gen 2, and great piece of glass. Um, yeah was able to get some good holds on that and yeah hopefully things will work out worked real hard on making sure I can engage well long distance and get those quad loads in <laughs> how do you how do you feel with the entire match being like natural terrain I'm excited I'm interested to see what happens because I've yet to ever see something like that it's always been very meticulously well planned out stages that have very specific berms very specific shooting areas all bays all bays, um, not a lot of natural terrain utilized in this, at least from what I understand. So yeah, it should be very exciting. Um, I think this. I think at this match, it, off the top of my head, if I can remember, I want to say Mark Dacosic, who's the match director. Uh, I believe he said five of the stages were going to be using all three of the guns. Like no choice, you have to use all three guns. One of the stages is going to be all shotgun. One of the other stages, I believe all pistol. Probably screwing that one up. But then I know there's another stage where it's going to be all uh, rifle and pistol. And the rifle stage is going to be um, the only one that's not natural terrain. It's going to be off of a platform shooting out to, I want to say, 580 yards. Nice. That sounds like a really fun match and the way he described it is he wants to turn it into he just doesn't want it to be like a major match where people go to mm -hmm. he wants to make it like an event like a like a getaway like um he was saying that he's gonna bring jeremy swafford um and he's gonna be shooting the match but he's a chef too so he's gonna be roasting a pig um all sorts of stuff like that so i mean it should make for a good weekend i think i'm gonna bring fishing poles too because the wabash <laughs> river is right there as well smart and that's one of the things that i've really enjoyed about the summer is every time i've come and i've gone to a new match or whether it's local whether it's three gun whether it's a uspsa whatever the match is for the most part they've got a lot of really good people mm -hmm. really friendly um everyone's just trying to learn and have a good time it it's been a very good experience i mean 
Minnesota. We went over to Captain Scott's parents' house. You know, they barbecued for us. Uh, Wisconsin, we went over to Justin Griffith's house and barbecued with him. Yep. And, you know, here I don't know anybody that lives in the area particularly, but it sounds like it's going to be a great time. Um, you know, there's a lot of people that I know that are going to be there, so, you know, we'll probably go out with some group and have a good time. Right. I mean, there's also a couple other times where uh, we were invited by Sergeant Glomba's friends to mm-hmm. go over. If they yeah, were. we went to the, um, what, Guns Up or something like Not Guns Up. That's uh, Ian Norris's uh, Instagram tag. Ah, uh, shoot. Can't Goons remember. Up. Huh? Goons. Goons Up. He, like he's yeah. like an Instagram star or something, and yeah. he hosts machine gun shoots on his property out in That's Pennsylvania. Right. Yeah, and he was, he was really super nice. Let us come over to his property. Beautiful property. Had some pizza, just chatted about Marine Corps stuff. Shooting. There were tractors there. I was in love. <laughs> <laughs> it was a great place. Um, yeah, just just about everywhere we've gone, there's always been good people, great places to be, very hospitable. Always a good time. And with uh, with this match, this is going to be the last match for the summer. But, I mean, we were able to swing something. And we were able to get myself, yourself, and... Glomba into the FBI Academy, their carbon instructor course. So, you know, exciting. Yeah, I mean, um, we, for the listeners out there, we take competition seriously, but we take the instructor side even more seriously. And anytime we can get more instructor development, you know, we're going to take that opportunity to do it. It's important to the growth and to continue what we do here on the team, which is it's instructors first. Absolutely. And, I never want to like pull away from trying to learn more as well as the instructing side because the moment you start wanting to, you feel like you're comfortable and you get stagnant. I feel like that's when like you probably should get out of the game. You always want to strive for more, always want to learn more, whether it's more about three gun, more about <clears throat> carbine matches, or whether it's from the FBI Academy, Six Hour Academy, either whatever these academies that there's so many good ones. Um, there's always something new to learn. There's always something new to take away, and that can always be passed on to our fellow Marines. Increase that lethality of it. Our, our Marines and any other one, uh, individual or soldier, corpsman, whomever that's willing to learn just makes the country stronger. What have you done to better yourself um, on the team? Like, what bit of advice has struck, hit you the most, struck to you, um, stuck to you? Um, I mean, that, it's hard to narrow down to one thing, but if I were to say, um, it would probably be to be as efficient in your training as possible and not go and train to a standard, not to time. Uh, train to task, not to time. And also uh, to try not to burn yourself out. Mm-hmm. So, as you've probably seen or maybe heard from the other Marines on the range, I had a very hard time learning when to start pumping the brakes and start and just take away everything that I've learned. I kept on wanting to learn more and kept pushing harder and harder and harder and did it putting myself to the point where uh, I was just shooting a lot of rounds and I probably wasn't retaining as everything as I needed to. Um, that would push me to that further edge of, uh, of accomplishment or achievement. But that was probably my biggest takeaway is learn yourself 
ensure that you take away the most out of that training session as you can. It doesn't have to be a lot of rounds. It could be just a couple of rounds. I also remember quite specifically you went to one of the matches up at Peacemaker. I think mm-hmm. it was also one of the two-gun matches, and you were just trying to go way too fast for your skill level. Yep. <laughs> and what Glomba came up to you and was like, slow down. <laughs> yeah. Shoot within your means. Yep. And then he actually did that and started getting first round impacts and started like making progress and, and finished relatively well. Absolutely. Uh, sometimes just take in, taking a step back and having someone to be like, hey, I taught you this, now do it. That's all it took. <laughs> What have you seen from like a team, like from training on your own to training with a, a, a group of people? How has that like how, how has that benefited you? Uh, quite a bit, because not only do you learn from what you're trying to accomplish, but you're seeing trends of other people, and you can start pinpointing and seeing like, all right, so I've seen this person do this, and it's been very successful. And I've seen this person do this; it's very unsuccessful. Um, you learn a lot more when you have the opportunity to maybe even teach that individual, even if you are a summer shooter like myself, and I would be talking to other summer shooters and be like, hey, as this instructor told me, try this, and that's worked for me, see if it works for you, because everyone's different, right? Mm-hmm. Not everything always works the same, but it affords everybody the opportunity to kind of see what works for them, what doesn't, and you can either take some of that, apply it to yourself, see if it actually does improve or not, and then you just make that much more improvement. So which weapon system have you had the most fun learning over the summer? Well, I'm very partial to learning with the pistol. It's probably one of my more weaker um, disciplines, but I have the most fun with it. Um, There's just a lot to it. There's a lot to learn from it. There's a lot to remember with it. Um, and there's just a lot of versatility when it comes to competition because sometimes those stages where you can either choose to shoot the shotgun or to shoot the pistol, sometimes it's faster to shoot it with the pistol if your skill level's there. And some people think, oh, I could shoot it with the shotgun faster, but then they don't realize, oh, I'm going to have to do a reload, and reloads take time. Anytime right. you don't spend shooting, you know, exactly, it's time on the clock. And that was, I mean, with... For me, quad loads are still not exactly perfect with that. I still mm-hmm. make plenty of mistakes. You'll see a nice little yard sale of shells behind me when I get a little <laughs> flustered. <laughs> I, remember, I remember the tri-gun. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. And what did I have? What, like a, a chest caddy and then three caddies on my on my belt, and I only needed probably half those, but they were all gone by the time I came back? Yeah. And there's literally a trail from when you started <laughs> to when you ended. Yes. And I will still defend the fact that I had that many rounds because I ended up using them. <laughs> <laughs> they just made me left behind. <laughs> but yes, um, if you can shoot with a pistol, awesome. You should do that. If you, you can shoot it faster all day with a shotgun, do that. But sometimes being able to blend um, disciplines into not having to transition as much that just saves time saves you anytime you could take out a transition between a weapon system more than likely you're going to be faster exactly so um with the with everything winding down and you going back home what's the first thing you're going to do whenever you get home other than saying hi to the family and giving my kids a bunch of hugs and won't tell you what i'm going to do with my wife that's not appropriate um (laughs) 
but <laughs> um, honestly, that's all I can think about. Just saying hi to the family. It's it's the the more the most important part of my of my life. So being away from them's been hard enough. Um, so yeah, that will be the thing I'm gonna do. And then you're gonna get swamped with work. Get swamped with work. Hopefully, I'll have a chance to take my kids to Disneyland right before I actually start getting swamped again. Mm-hmm. I'll be a couple of days after I get back. I've already planned that out with the kids, so hopefully they uh, they'll be surprised. They don't listen to Spotify, so they won't know. <laughs> Your wife will know though. She'll know. <laughs> Are you gonna you gonna tell her about this? She she has a great way of finding these things out before I have to tell her. <laughs> she, probably, she probably already found it on Instagram. It's very plausible, yes. <laughs> Made mention that hey, by the way, that I'm a, I might be participating in uh, um, Gunshot Gunlock's podcast. He's like, oh yeah, I just listened to the last one. I was like, did she oh, really? She did. So <laughs> <laughs> like, it was really good. I was like, that's great. I didn't even. Know. How do you know these things? She just finds things out way before I do. It's probably because that social media thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Get on it. <laughs> I mean, I can't give you an order, <laughs> but I can make a recommendation. Noted. Advise and recommend. I have noted it, and I will continue to probably just listen to my wife. She'll know before anyway. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> she should have been intelligence officer. She's very good at it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Other than that, is there anything you'd like to leave the, the listeners with? Um, just keep an open mind, uh, specifically Marines that are looking to try to get onto the team. Um, just try to keep your nose into the Mar admins, pay attention to them. Talk to your commands. Talk to your commands, right. Uh, just, there's a lot of opportunities to go out there and learn how to become a better, more proficient shooter, whether it's just listening to podcasts, whether it's just going onto YouTube, listening to the instructions at the, um, the Mix, all of that. It's afforded me the opportunity to come here. And, uh, yeah, just keep your eyes open. Opportunities are there. You just got to make sure you're available to take them. Well, that's all we got today. Um, if you have any questions, please reach out. In the description, I'll have myself and Captain Scott's email addresses. Um, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook. Leave us a message. Let us know what you think. If you, Again, if you have any ideas, let us know. Hope you all have a great day and have a great weekend. Bye.